0: Welcome to First Mover, the show where we take the earliest look at every DFS slate. I'm your host, Dario Ofstein, and today's episode is brought to you by BetMGM. More about our sponsor later on. And so, as you guys know, this is obviously First Mover. We are going to be looking at the Week 13 main slate. There are 12 games, and it's a pretty good main slate. There's some stuff to look forward to. There's the return of Deshaun Watson to NFL Action, the uh, nasty man as some have been calling him and you know whether we like it or not there he's going to be in the DFS player pool this week and before we get into talking about this week's games I do like to just take a quick moment to reflect on some hits and misses from the week before Uh, the biggest one of course Isaiah Pacheco we loved seeing how many goal line carries he got in yesterday's game converted on his first touchdown since week one but he also had numerous carries inside the 10 yard line I mean I think that he could have easily had three touchdowns in that game if things had just been blocked up a little bit better or if he had found a couple more holes there near the goal line. I think he had at least five carries inside the 10-yard line just from what I was watching. And then um, Garrett Wilson, another one who the Optimizer loves every single week, but especially this week, the Optimizer was jamming Garrett Wilson. Talked about him a little bit on this week's show or last week's show on this first mover and he absolutely crushed with the installation of Mike White as the starting quarterback for the Jets. Traylon Burks had another pretty good game, found a touchdown on a fumble recovery, but we'll take it. And then Matt Collins and Foster Moreau proved to not be totally dead as ancillary options for the Raiders, had a pretty good game themselves. And then, of course, last week I mentioned the running backs that were shaping up to be quite chalky if things went their way, such as Rashad White and Samaje Pirine, which They did, and then they were, and then they still hit pretty nicely. So if you played some P. Ryan and some White, you probably weren't complaining yesterday. Jeff Wilson also found the end zone, but didn't have the biggest day as we might have hoped against the Texans. And then, of course, we had a couple of bad beats with some in-game injuries to Travis Etienne and Michael Carter, two guys that I think were sneakily going to do well. I think that the Michael Carter chalk probably skyrocketed because of the James Robinson healthy scratch right before the game. So that kind of all played out very surprisingly. And then another big kind of unfortunate miss that I'm not sure what the reason for this was, but Tyler Higby had no targets in yesterday's game. So that's something we'll be keeping an eye on. I think once the um, charting data comes in tomorrow, I'll let you guys know what the deal is with Tyler Higby, whether he was running routes out there or just why the Rams suddenly decided to not use him as part of the offense, especially in light of Allen Robinson being inactive. I mean, they were basically down to a preseason team, right? I mean, Lance McCutcheon's running routes, Bryce Perkins playing quarterback, Kyron Williams catching passes out of the backfield. I mean, this is literally the Rams' preseason squad. So best of luck to them, but it's looking pretty dire down there. And yeah, that's, that's kind of just a few takeaways from yesterday some quick hitters for you and then let's get right into talking about this upcoming slate of games there's 12 games which is pretty good we've had a lot of 10 and 11 game slates this week 12 game main slate with four games or three games with totals over 50 and then four five maybe even six games that i think stand out from a dfs perspective so let's get right into it the steelers are playing at the falcons Falcons favored by one and a half over under there is only 42. The Packers will play at the Bears. The over under there is 43 with the Packers two and a half point road favorites. Here's a big one. The Jaguars play at the Lions with a 51 and a half over under the Lions favored by one at home. So that's going to be a probably a pretty big target game for us in DFS. The Jets play at the Vikings. Vikings favored only by three at home and the over under is 45 and a half. The Commanders play at the Giants. The Giants are one and a half point underdogs at home against the Washington Commanders. Who would have thought? Taylor Heineke has the Commanders on a roll, of course, as you guys know. So over under there is pretty low, 40 and a half. The Titans against the Eagles in Philadelphia. The Eagles are favored by five and a half. Over under there is 44 and a half, two teams that will probably run the crap out of the ball in that one. The Broncos play at the Ravens. The over-under there is 38, and the Ravens are favored by 8.5 at home. The Browns will be playing in Houston, the return of the Nasty Man to Houston. So we will be keeping our eyes on that, of course. The Browns are 7-point favorites. Vegas already accounting for the return at quarterback for superior talent. And then the Texans will be um, facing a game total of 46.5. The Seahawks are favored by five in SoFi Stadium against the Rams over under there is 40 and a half. The Dolphins are going to be playing at the 49ers with an over under of 46 and a half. The Niners are three and a half point favorites. This, of course, is the reunion or rather the matchup between the student and the master, as in Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel facing off for the first time in McDaniel's head coaching career very excited to see the offenses in that game and then we've got two very juicy games featuring some AFC West offenses the Chiefs go to Cincinnati to play the Bengals The Chiefs are favored by two and a half and that's the highest over under on the slate at 52 and a half and then you have the Chargers playing at the Raiders with a total of 51 in that game and the Chargers two and a half point road favorites pretty exciting games this week i would say i mean the chargers against the raiders i'm excited to see whether josh jacobs can keep his crazy hot streak going against the relatively weak chargers run defense and the chargers of course will hopefully be getting mike williams back and be able to throw on a relatively weak raiders pass defense chiefs and the Bengals rematch of last year's afc championship game as well as last year's week i think it was week 16 or week 17 one of the biggest games of the season where we saw jamar chase go off for 200 yards and that was when joe burrow was just completely unstoppable down the stretch so so much to look forward to i mean i think this is actually a pretty exciting slate i think the jaguars and the lions is going to be a sneaky kind of underrated game on this slate all said and done we know the lions we love them for dfs and then the jaguars were able to get their offense going pretty nicely yesterday trevor lawrence um looking better as the season has progressed. So kind of a lot of potential there. And then I think that one matchup that really stands out to me is the Jets and the Vikings, because the Vikings, we saw them struggle against the Cowboys elite defensive line. We know the Jets defense is pretty freaking good. So can Kirk Cousins stand up to a good defense? This of course is not a primetime game. So maybe Kirk Cousins will be his best self, but I also think the Mike White offense is a very big narrative in that game. So lots and lots of, To think about in this slate, very big one to chew on, but let's get right over to the DraftKings prices now, shall we? Starting at quarterback, you get Patrick Mahomes leading the way at 8,300, Jalen Hurts at 8,000, Lamar Jackson at 7,800, and then Justin Fields at 7,400, questionable, of course, we'll see if he comes back, and Justin Herbert at 7,200, Joe Burrow only 6,900, Tua 6,700, and Deshaun Watson makes his return at 6,500. I think that that's a pretty healthy tier with a wide range of prices. A lot of quarterbacks to choose from there. And then you have, of course, Geno Smith, our stacking king at 6,100. Trevor Lawrence will be facing the Lions and he's only 5,900. I think, you know, in a great matchup coming off of a pretty good game this week. A little bit further down, I think that Daniel Jones is in play at 5,500. We've seen his rushing ability be able to get you there in fantasy. And then if we look, a good ways even further down from there, Mike White is only 5,400. So lots of good options at quarterback this week on DraftKings. Some of my favorite values, like I said, would be to Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, and Mike White. Over to the running backs. Austin Eckler is back at the top. He's 8,500. Saquon Barkley is 8,200. Derek Henry is 8,100. Nick Chubb is 8,000 and Josh Jacobs is 7900. That is very much the top tier because there's a big drop off there from guys like from two guys like Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Kenneth Walker all in the lower 7000s. I think some values at kind of like the good strong level but not too expensive. Oh sorry, I totally my my scroll wheel was was off by one click and I missed Christian McCaffrey at the top at 8600 for the 49ers of course. And Then, like I said, some values that I like sort of in the middle section here. Damian Pierce, we know he's let us down a few of the last couple, like I think two weeks running. He's just had a very hard time getting going behind the Texans offensive line. But this matchup is really good for him. He's going to be facing, of course, the Browns run defense, which is notoriously bad this year. I think Isaiah Pacheco at 5,700 is a very good deal against the Bengals. I mean, the Chiefs offense clearly looked unstoppable yesterday i also think that jarek mckinnon could be a very appealing option in dfs he's only forty five hundred, and we've seen that in games where the chiefs need to throw the ball more they'll put mckinnon on the field more we know he's caught a lot of passes from Mahomes this year and i think that can continue and then i think that kyron williams if we're if we're getting pretty desperate could be in play he's clearly the pass catching back for the rams He played more snaps than Cam Akers yesterday. He's only 5,200, and then Brian Robinson is only 5,300. He had a very big breakout yesterday, which I think has kind of gone under-discussed because of his whole big hat photo that was trending last night, but he ran for 100 yards. He had three targets as well, his first receiving touchdown, and three targets was also the number of targets that Antonio Gibson had. So if Brian Robinson is actually splitting the passing work 50-50, and taking most of the rushing work, I think that Brian Robinson is a pretty enticing DFS option there at 5,300. Over at the wide receivers, Justin Jefferson is 8,900, Tyreek Hill is 8,800, Devontae Adams is 8,700, and Jamar Chase is only 7,900, followed by A.J. Brown at 7,800. That's kind of the elite tier. Of course, still some injuries there. We're hoping that Chase returns. And then Just below them, T. Higgins has climbed up to 7,200. Amon Ross St. Brown is 7,100. And Jalen Waddle is 7,400. Those guys are kind of like the 1B alpha receivers. And then, as always, there's a very strong tier of, I guess, wide receiver twos. But these guys are really wide receiver ones on their offenses. They're fantasy studs. Guys like DK Metcalf at 6,700. Keenan Allen at 6,500. Christian Kirk at 6,300 against the Lions. Great matchup for him. Devontae Smith at 6,200 against the Titans. Once again, another great matchup. Tyler Lockett, only 6,000. I think it's another great week to be double stacking Geno. Mike Williams is only 5,900 if he's able to make his return against the Raiders. Juju is 5,700. Like I said, this Chiefs and Bengals game projects to be a pretty big shootout, so I'd be very excited to play him. At 5,700, Josh Palmer only 5,600. And then as always, it is the second half of the season. You know what that means. Play some rookies. Christian Watson is 5,200. Garrett Wilson is 5,300. George Pickens is 5,100. And Traylon Burks is only 4,600. So lots of good options there with the rookies. MVS is only 4,100. We talk about MVS seemingly every week that the Chiefs are going to hang a lot of points, which is every week. So I think MVS should be in play for you. Elijah Moore is 3700. He might be coming back from the dead thanks to Mike White. He only had 2 targets yesterday, so I would hold off on anointing him too much, but I think that he's he's in play at a price that cheap. And then I think that the ultimate cheap volume play this week is Kendall Hinton at 3600 of the Broncos. He'll be facing the Ravens who allow a lot of points to opposing wide receivers, and more importantly, he saw nine targets yesterday. He's been very involved. While KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy have both been hurt, so if that continues to be the case, I think he's kind of our cheap volume play of the week, at least for for our you know Monday take here at first mover. Over to the tight end position, Travis Kelsey, of course, leading the way at seventy nine hundred. Mark Andrews, a full thirteen hundred dollars behind at sixty six hundred it's pretty crazy to see that gap that has developed between Kelsey and Andrews, but Kelsey's very much deserve that at this point. George Kittle is 5,000. And then there's kind of a big gap down to the rest of the value tight ends. Actually, correction, TJ Hawkinson is 5,200. So it's Hawkinson and then Kittle and then kind of immediate jump down to the values, more like Gerald Everett, Pat Fryermuth, David Njoku, and Cole Komet. I think that of these guys, Gerald Everett is probably the one I'd be most concerned to play. Pat Friermuth and David Njoku, both very involved in their offenses. But Gerald Everett has been seeing a slightly diminished route participation. I mean, hopefully it's just because he was coming back from his injury. And he is still attached to the talented arm of Justin Herbert. But I think Friermuth and Njoku, very good plays in the low 4,000s. In fact, Njoku's only 3,900. Foster Moreau is once again a pretty good steal at 3,600 finally put together a solid game for fantasy yesterday with 12 PPR points, including a touchdown. The The tight end position is just so dire folks. And then I think we have to mention that Tyler Conklin is only 3,100. And of course he's on the jets who play the Vikings. So he's got a revenge game this week, folks. I think that with the combination of Mike white in as his quarterback and the revenge game, I'm kind of optimistic for Tyler Conklin, especially Dirt cheap in DFS this week. We've been seeing a lot of good games from him this season with heavy target shares. So, you know, I think that it's not unreasonable to play for another one of those. The top defenses on DraftKings this week you've got the Ravens at 4,000, the Browns at 3,900, Eagles at 3,800, and the Vikings at 3,700, the Seahawks at 3,600. Those are kind of the clear, I think, good matchup, heavy, somewhat heavy favorite defenses. It's funny to see the Browns up there now that they are heavily favored for the first time seemingly all season. I think some of the values here on DraftKings at defense will be the Jets at 2600. We've seen what a good defensive line can do to Kirk Cousins, like I said earlier, and I think that they're going to be able to potentially put together a lot of sacks, get that pressure on Kirk Cousins, maybe Sauce Gardner uh, locks down Justin Jefferson in this game, so Very fierce defensive line against Kirk Cousins is a dice roll I'll be taking at 2,600. I also think that the Bears defense, I mean, they're a little bit more expensive, but barely it's 2,700 and they could potentially be facing either Jordan Love or an injured Aaron Rodgers. So those are kind of my two value defenses for you guys this week. Otherwise, trust the ones at the top who are expensive for good reason the Ravens for example the most expensive defense playing against the battered Broncos who have just been struggling mightily on offense and Russell Wilson continues taking sacks as he sometimes does and they just can't get anything going man those Broncos I think they're I think people would probably agree they've been universally the most disappointing NFL team so far this season and before we switch over to FanDuel as always I'd like to Give you guys a little sample lineup to let you know where my head is at. On Monday, I started this one with some Mike White stacks. I like the way I can get my lineups going with a cheap quarterback whenever possible. And Mike White delivered once again yesterday with three touchdowns. So he looked very good. I'm stacking him with Garrett Wilson and running it back with TJ Hawkinson in that uh, Jets Vikings game. I think the target share that TJ Hawkinson has had since joining the Vikings has been pretty remarkable and he's been putting up good fantasy performances then followed that up with a skinny stack from the Niners and Dolphins game Christian McCaffrey and Jalen Waddle two elite offensive pieces from their respective teams and then just rounding this thing out with some values I like across the board Isaiah Pacheco 5700 Donovan Peoples Jones 4900 and Zay Jones 4900 And then, of course, the Jets' defense, 2,600. So top to bottom, that was Mike White, 5,400. Christian McCaffrey, 8,600. Isaiah Pacheco, 5,700. Garrett Wilson, 5,300. Jalen Waddell, 7,400. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 4,900. TJ Hawkinson, 5,200. Zay Jones, 4,900. And the Jets' defense, 2,600. So I think pretty interesting mix there. Got that stack from Not one of the prime, prime elite games, but I think that Mike White offers a lot of hidden upside for good value this week. Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Waddle, love that skinny stack. And then all the other pieces in this lineup, I think, look pretty good as of Monday. Of course, lots can change between now and Sunday when we'll be making these lineups for good. Before we switch over to talking about FanDuel, I'd like to take a moment to let you guys know about BetMGM. And the deals that they have for our subscribers, in fact, you don't even have to be our subscriber, just use the promo code Underworld upon registration with BetMGM to get a host of deals, especially if you're in Ohio. Right now, sports betting was just voted to be legalized in Ohio, so you are going to get pre-registration with promo code Underworld. You get $200 without even depositing. As soon as you register an account with promo code Underworld with BetMGM in Ohio, you can get two hundred dollars straight into your account, so be sure to do that if you haven't already. Thank you to BetMGM for sponsoring today's episode, and let's get back over to the FanDuel prices at FanDuel. Quarterback, of course, you have Patrick Mahomes as the most expensive. He's nine thousand. Jalen Hurts is eighty-eight hundred. Justin Fields is eighty-five hundred. Joe Burrow is eighty-three hundred. Lamar Jackson is eighty-two hundred. Justin Herbert is 8,100, and Deshaun Watson is 8,000. Some pretty good quarterbacks right below that 8,000 mark. Of course, you get Tua at 7,800, Geno Smith at 7,600. Trevor Lawrence isn't quite as much of a bargain. He's 7,500. Daniel Jones, also in that similar range, he's 7,200. And then Mike White is 6,900. Still kind of the cheapest quarterback that I'm looking to play to just show you guys how far Russell Wilson has fallen. He's only 6,500. I would not endorse playing him this week, even though the Baltimore defense is relatively weak. I'm just pointing out it's crazy that Mike White is more expensive on a DFS slate than Russell Wilson. Oh boy, how the times have changed. Over to the running backs, Nick Chubb is the most expensive; he's 9600. Followed closely by Josh Jacobs at 9500. Austin Eckler's 9200. Derrick Henry is 8800, and Saquon Barkley is 8600. Christian McCaffrey has fallen a little ways down to 8,200, just above Kenneth Walker at 8,100. Travis Etienne, hopefully he's able to play. He's 8,000. Jamal Williams is 7,500. He's climbing up there, but I think in this great matchup against the Jaguars, he's pretty enticing with his price point. I think is even more of a steal on DraftKings, actually. He was was only 6,000 on DraftKings, so if... If I forgot to mention him there, make sure that Jamal Williams on DraftKings is in your player pool this week. Aaron Jones is 7,400. I like his spot against the Bears defense. And then continuing to look on FanDuel here, Brian Robinson is 6,600. Damian Pierce is 6,500. I think with Damian Pierce, it just comes down to he's going to get so much work and have such a good matchup. It's kind of hard not to push the button on him in DFS this week. DeAndre Swift is all the way down to 6,400. This could be a game where, you know, these offenses get going between the Lions and the Jaguars, and I think that Swift at 6,400 is not totally out of the realm of reason. You kind of just hope for a few targets. He had eight targets in this last game against the Bills, so a few targets, a few red zone touches. I don't think it's crazy to hope for a little bit of DeAndre Swift in this upcoming game, and then Kyron Williams, like I said, Getting some passing game work, kind of the the Hail Mary option of the running backs this week. He's only 5,500. Not quite as much running back chalk shaping up to be on this slate as yesterday's, but still some good options there across the board. Over to the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill is atop the board at 9,000, followed by Jamar Chase at 8,900. Justin Jefferson at 8,700. Devontae Adams at 8,600. T. Higgins at 8,300, he's climbing up with the massive games he's been having. I mean, T. Higgins, 114 yards and a touchdown yesterday, 148 yards the week before. He's totally crushing, so very excited to see what Joe Burrow can do with hopefully Chase and Higgins at his disposal this week. Then A.J. Brown is 8,100, Amon Ross St. Brown is 8,000, and Jalen Waddle is 7,900, I think Jalen Waddle's is kind of my personal cutoff point for these elite wide receivers, but followed closely behind by Amari Cooper at 7,800, Keenan Allen at 7,700, D.K. Metcalf at 7,600, Christian Kirk at 7,500, and Tyler Lockett at 7,400. I think all these guys are very elite options for you, depending on just how you choose to approach stacking your lineups this week and how you get your things together. Mike Williams, for example, at 7,000. Once again, he's going to be a steal if he turns out to play. Juju is 6,900. I think he's a little bit more of a bargain on DraftKings, but still a very good play here as well. Devontae Smith, 6,800. Garrett Wilson climbs up a little bit more here, but I'm still eager to play him at 6,600. Josh Palmer at 6,600 is is appealing to me. Christian Watson is up to 6,500. He's just shown so much. Talent and explosiveness. These last few games, he's got six touchdowns across the last three games. At least nineteen Fanduel points in all three of those games, which we know are slightly harder to come by because of half PPR. And then Donovan Peoples Jones, sixty-one hundred, is interesting to me. Traylon Burks, sixty-one hundred. Kadarius Tony is only six thousand if he's able to play. I think that's appealing. Mac Hollins, fifty-nine hundred. Van Jefferson, also fifty-nine hundred. He should be seeing more work as Allen Robinson will continue to be out. He had a touchdown yesterday, three receptions on only seven targets, but probably was the number 1 receiver for the Rams. And then as always the super super deep dart throws. Kendall Hinton is 5400, Sky Moore is 5300, and let's see if we got anyone else appealing down here. Trent Sherfield, kind of the, the number one the number 3 receiver behind Tyreek and Waddle in that Dolphins offense he's only 5100 on FanDuel so I think that he's someone that maybe Mike McDaniel will break out for a special play against his old boss this week in San Francisco at the tight end position Travis Kelsey is 8400 followed by Mark Andrews at 7100 TJ Hawkinson is 6400 and George Kittle is 6200 Pat Fryermouth and David Injoku not quite as separated from George Kittle as they are in DraftKings. Fryermouth is 5900 and Injoku is 5800. Foster Moreau is 5500, not quite as much of a bargain either. Gerald Everett is 5400, and then I think again Tyler Conklin huge value at 5000. Cole Komet is only 5000, so one would hope that if Fields plays that he can come back nicely. He's only 5,000, like I said, and Dave, Daniel Bellinger, I think, is kind of the the one to keep an eye on. I mean, pun a bit on his eye injury, but hopefully if he's able to return this week, he's only 4,700. So keep, keep thinking about Daniel Bellinger if he's able to play this week. At the defenses, Cleveland Browns are the most expensive defense here on FanDuel. They are 5,000. The Seahawks defense is 4,800. The Packers defense is 4,700. The Eagles defense is 4,600. And the Ravens defense is 4,500. Once again, I think the Jets are kind of appealing. They're only 4,000 here, not quite up there with the elite defenses in terms of pricing. So they're somewhat more affordable. And I think that the Bears defense is the real value on FanDuel this week. They're only 3,200 and they have potentially the opportunity to play against a backup quarterback in Jordan Love this week. So the Bears defense will be one to monitor in DFS this week on FanDuel. And then for my sample lineup here on FanDuel before I get you guys out of here, went with a Joe Burrow double stack. Talked about how exciting it is to see hopefully Chase and Higgins back on the field for him. So double stack them, run it back with MVS, who's only 5,800 here on FanDuel this week. Get Damian Pierce in there. Once again, I think he's at great value this week. Aaron Jones, 7,400. Tyler Conklin is my tight end. Went with a little bit more of a punt tight end here. But like I said, I think in a revenge game spot for him, he's got a pretty good upside with Mike White as his quarterback. And then Josh Palmer in my flex Josh Palmer, kind of more of a contingency play if Mike Williams is out one more week, which I think is plausible. He's probably one of those guys who's a true 50-50 at this moment. And then the Bears defense coming in to wrap this lineup together. So to give you guys that lineup top to bottom, it's Burrow at 8,300. Damian Pierce, 6,500. Aaron Jones at 7,400. Jamar Chase at 8,900. T. Higgins at 8,300. MVS at 5,800. Tyler Conklin at five thousand, Josh Palmer at sixty six hundred, and the Bears defense at thirty two hundred. That closes out today's sample lineup for FanDuel. I think there's lots of good value on this slate. Like I said, these games pretty appealing. The last couple slates we've had, maybe one or two games that really stand out. This slate there's easily three, maybe a fourth, fifth, sixth game that I think we'll all be kind of looking forward to for DFS purposes and. There's going to be a lot of potential for some high scorers. So with that said, thank you for tuning in. And of course, I hope you guys all have a great week. Best of luck to everyone in week 13. Be sure to tune in to the underworld stack fest over on roto grinders to hear more about how my thoughts are developing over the course of the week and tune into the DFS dominator live show. We also have the big tilt here on the underworld network. Great job that chase and Jacob are doing over there with that one. So make sure to stay tuned for all of our week 13 DFS content. See you guys next time.